everybody, my name is Nate Fleming, the host of the Citadel Podcast, where we talk about cybersecurity, cyber and security. Yeah, usually we, we talk about cybersecurity. Well, that's why I said cybersecurity, security, and anything cyber. Did you let me finish no, my I, sentence? Uh, uh, okay, and action. Hey everybody, welcome to the Citadel Podcast. My name is Nate Fleming, host of the Citadel Cybersecurity Podcast, where we talk about cybersecurity, security, and anything cyber. Any of those topics are on the table, nothing's off the table. And I'm joined it's, by my co-host. Uh, it's, it's called Cybersecurity Explained. And action. Hi, my name is Nate Fleming, host of the Citadel Podcast. I'm joined today by my Blues Clues looking mother... <laughs> Joshua Sitta, <Okay>. the co-host. <laughs> hmm. Give me a letter. G. All right. Hello, everybody. My name is Nate Fleming. I'm the host of the Citadel Podcast. And I'm joined today, once again, as always, like it would ever change, by my gentle co-host joshua oh, sitta i can be gentle yeah, yeah. you're I pretty like, gentle i like kittens yeah puppies and guppies puppies and guppies <laughs> puppies and guppies and kittens mm -hmm. uh today's podcast is our podcast is called Cybersecurity explained which mm -hmm. in my mind gives us free reign to talk about anything cyber anything security anything cybersecurity, and kind of explain it yeah we go real deep into the cyber today yeah, uh, into cyberspace. Maybe a little less on the security side. Way more on the cyber side. Uh-huh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this one is all about social media, and uh, I have very strong feelings about it. Yeah. And we jump into them right away. They're, we're recording this intro after we finished yeah. <laughs> our little tete-a-tete -tete on this whole thing. Uh, yeah, so let's jump in. Bro, what's the point? Of? I mean, that was the full question, but I'll finish it. Uh, social media. What's the point of social media? Yeah, man. Like, why? Why? We've adopted it so quickly, and, like, we're using it all the time, and yet consistently there's something that's going wrong with it. I will tell you exactly what the point of social media is. Money, yeah. No, no, no. I don't even think it's, oh, well, like, the adoption rate. It's right, because we didn't adopt it because of money. No, correct. We adopted it because it's free. We adopted. A, oh, there's a lot of stuff that's free that we don't do. There's a lot. Look, man, I've been I've been shouting about cybersecurity <laughs> things that you can do for free into this microphone for months. There's a lot yeah. we can do for free that yeah. we're not doing. People adopted social media. <laughs> I bet if I thought about this for longer, I would disagree see some with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, people adopted social media because you're able to broadcast. You're able to um, get all the gratification of communication without actually having to take on any of the work of relationships. So I get to say like, look, I got a new puppy. I cleaned this one corner of my uh, two bedroom apartment where I'll take a picture of this puppy. I'll broadcast it out there. I'll get a hundred likes, but I don't have to say like, hey, how are you doing at the beginning of the conversation? But does the value of it outweigh the risk? Does the value of the puppy likes? Yeah, does the value of, like, I'm on social media faking that I have a life that I enjoy through photos and regularly timed updates outweigh the risks of, oh, this company just got hacked, oh, my information is out, oh, this, oh, that, oh, it's actually in the interest of the algorithm, it's actually wanting to push me into weird things to keep me on. I'm going to do my best to defend it. Okay. I'm I'm here for that. Um, The question was... Do the does the value of social media outweigh the risks that come with it? And there's a lot of them. 
Yes, the value of social media outweighs the risks that come with it, and I will tell you why. Yeah, thank Point you. Point number one. Thank you, debate class. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I think for some people, uh, the little the little boost that they get from their their friend's inspirational Instagram story that says, "I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but you are enough." I think for some people, that's enough for them. The little serotonin boost. Yeah. I think they they read some cursive words over a sunset and they feel they feel better about themselves and their situation and it empowers them. Cool. That's all you got cuz I got a lot more with the risk side. Okay, um reason number 2. <laughs> um social media is the thing that let us connect with Jeffrey Snover and Troy Hunt. It it builds bridges where previously there were none. True. Twitter which is probably one of the most vocal platforms mm-hmm. and is also used by the least amount of people. Oh, is that is that true? I don't uh, know. Absolutely. It, it's one of the least used social media platforms, but also one of the most used for news. Are you including Friendster and Orkut? No, of course not. Follow me on Google Plus. Google Circles? Google Google Plus. Get in my circle on Google I, Plus. I feel like it was Google Plus. It's just it, it, Twitter is the loudest, but mm-hmm. ain't, like my parents aren't on Twitter. My parents are on Facebook. They're uh, on Instagram. Your mom's on Twitter because we tweet. Well, okay, my dad isn't, but like yeah. there, there's a lot more people not on Twitter than are on Facebook. I see that. So it's just, I, I guess, my question to be more focused is: there's so many like psychological issues with social media on top of the tech side of it not being as safe as they claim it is like it's uh, your information if it's if you have social media your information is out there like yeah anything that people want to find they'll be able to find through your social media and honestly if people took the time they could just go through your social media and gain access to all of your like secret questions to log in to your like anything sure yeah this is honestly what we're talking about right now is what this is called open source intelligence, OSINT, OSINT. And this is what law enforcement uses to crack down on gang activity. Blows my mind. And I was just thinking about starting a gang too. And now I know I can't because I got a Facebook. What's the name of your gang? My gang? It's yeah. the it's the Rhymla. The Rhymla? The Rhymla. The Rhymla. Yeah. And uh, what's your uh, symbol? This will play well in the podcast. The symbol yeah. is, is this. Okay, okay, I'm glad people can't see yeah, that. Yeah, is this. That would be pixelated it's into Rama. the camera. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what, are we, what are we happening? Uh, Facebook's just had a rough past existence. Yeah, uh-huh. Not even a couple of weeks, just existence. Like when one scandal pops up, the next scandal's like, cool, that was cute. Just check out this one. Yeah. Why are we still, do, why are we in, why are they not, regu- what's what's regulation? What's happening? Well, I think at that point, once you, once you are successful enough you can do anything you want. I don't think that rules, regulations, legality applies to Facebook. But it should. There should be something. Yeah, but every time he gets arraigned in court, what's that called? Arraigned. Yeah, but it's not real court. It's uh, Congress court. In, yeah, he's in front of Congress. What is it? The court of Congress? Court of the people? Court of the owls. The court of the owls. Yeah. Whatever he has to go and uh jump into that DC universe to mm-hmm. talk with Congress. The Court of Owls, yeah. Um, uh, they hit him with some really good questions, some hard-hitting stuff where, like, he has to talk about, like, violations of privacy and 
Nothing ever happens. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It just blows my mind that like, it, it, when you think about it, a lot of your decisions in life currently are influenced by whatever you see online. Like that's why there's so many videos about like breaking down this movie because you just watched a movie. You're now going to look up an article or a video to decide how you feel about the movie. I would never do that. I know that I, I you hear are your, a different human. I hear your point. Yes. But it's like, and you want to buy Nikes? Well, what ad two weeks ago sparked that interest in you to buy Nikes? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you which one it was. It was a little video that I saw on Instagram of a guy who had a pump and he, like a, like a, like a inflatable balloon pump. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. And he pumped up his uh, Nike Airs and then um, he pulled the camera in real close, said I could hear it. And he hit the button to release the air, and it just went. And I thought I should get some Nikes. What was the question? Yeah, so all I'm saying is, like, I I feel like people don't realize how much this technology that we have is influencing our everyday choices. I think they realize it. Do they? I I think so. I mean, it's just another source of information. This one just feels more nefarious um more ne- more nefarious than websites than 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 non-social media websites i mean maybe it still has the like if you've gotten an ad that you interacted with from a social media website you're not just going to have it on all your web pages mm-hmm. it just follows you and it's all of that is thanks to social media gaining more personal access to people See, I don't mind I don't mind the expanse of social media. I don't mind when I learn about the radical political views of my friends. Um or when like when there's people that I know or people that I'm aware of who will just shout their opinions into the void. I don't mind that stuff. What what starts to feel awful for me is like uh when you think about Reddit, is that a is that a social media platform? Absolutely. Okay, I agree. What bothers me about things like Reddit is the lack of transparency in the information that is curated mm-hmm. to the top of those pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's a Chomsky quote where you talk about like if you can control the information, you can control history. Yeah. Um, I think that stuff is true, and I think that that's where things get really dangerous and problematic. We talk about these Russian misinformation campaigns in in a political cycle or, um, you know, you you create the opportunity for people with those radicalized views about public health or vaccines or or Mm -hmm. whatever, um, and you equip them with a microphone is basically what you're doing. Yes. That stuff does get... That stuff does get dangerous. You know what, Nate? Maybe you've won me over in this debate. (laughs) I don't think I had to win you over. I think you just gave up trying to be the other side because (laughs) you knew getting into it, it was a losing argument. I think think we've reached a point where we've had the social media experiment long enough that we need to step it out of its experiment phase and we need to, like, start taking action into protecting people. What does social media 2.0 look like? Uh, Regulation. Like something there needs to be something that's like hey we need to curb the bad stuff of this like they just released a report about instagram having a negative mental health side effect on girls under a certain age who are on it Mm. and then people in general like okay but hang on hang on hang on uh the problem of girls 
looking at a thing and feeling bad about themselves is not new. Has Instagram just replaced Cosmo magazines in the thing that makes girls compare themselves to some sort of um, expectation of what they should look or act like? Well, it's it's that. I mean, I think the study might have focused on that, but it's it's people in general. People will hop on Instagram and all Instagram is, is let me curate a photo of how great my life is going right now Mm -hmm. or how bad it is, a snapshot, not the full thing. And we as people, just because we're humans, accept that as, oh, their reality is better than mine. Mm. So Instagram as a whole is psychologically pulling you down when you're on it. It magnifies the grass is greener. A hundred, like a billion percent. Mm -hmm. That's not a real statistic. Uh, But like that is an issue with Instagram that they know is an issue with Instagram. Like they have studies and information and they know that this is a bad thing. It was leaked, not released. It was leaked. As in Instagram had no intention of doing anything to fix it. This is maybe the part that I don't understand the most. There, we are always in a news cycle where somebody, somebody's horrific email communication has mm-hmm. come. We we talked about the Disney one, yeah. right? Where people are just like in yep. in writing in yep in something that they are required to retain records of. They're putting these terrible opinions in. There was a a sports coach here who had some pretty awful things to say about the NBA. I'm going to say director. I don't know. It said sports, so I didn't pay very close yeah, attention. I understand. Um, but he had some awful racist views that, that he put in writing. Yeah. If Instagram... <sighs> humor me for a second. Yes, I'm humoring you. If you're Philip Morris mm-hmm. and you do a study on is tobacco bad for people and it comes back and they say yes, don't you just, don't you just not... You delete it. Yeah. You destroy it. Correct. The thing is, is that I think a lot of these larger organizations and corporations know the news cycle right now is too fast for anything to be done. Mm. Nothing. We we have social media at our fingertips, and I'm back into another negative of social media. Mm-hmm. This, I guess, this is just the I, I want to bash social media <laughs> podcast. But we have so much information at our fingertips that we can't organize to fight one battle because people now naturally – if a battle pops up and they're like, hey, fix this thing, someone else is like, well, why don't you fix this thing? And then it becomes a, okay, well, if you're going to fix that thing, then why don't you fix this thing? No one fixes anything. Yeah. They're just like, well, if you're going to fix that, you might as well fix this then. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, that's that's yeah. not how this works. <laughs> that's not how this works at all. But that means that nothing gets done. That means that these corporations, like these big companies, whose goal is to keep your eyes glued to whatever they have, sure. can do whatever they want and get away with it. Like it was also released that Facebook's algorithm tries to get you into extreme things because the more extreme it can push you, the longer it can keep you. It'll rabbit hole you. Oh, interesting. So it's it's trying to push you that way. And they know that there's a lot of misinformation and hate speech, which now they don't have to worry about getting rid of misinformation because the people who are yelling misinformation are also saying, no, this is just information. Right. And you can't fight it anymore. Mm -hmm. But it was revealed that the misinformation, hate speech, all that stuff, Facebook is only trying to change three to five percent of it. That's the that's the amount they're combating because a hundred percent of it is profitable yeah right right it's core to the business now at this point yeah like it helps us to allow you to continue to spread 
completely false views yeah from doctors who are doctors because they got their doctorate from allegheny community colleges website not even the college just the website yeah or here's just a guy in a lab coat yeah and watch him breathe smoke through a mask masks don't block anything okay cool did he do an empirical study oh well you're believing how science works yes it's a process that has helped us for hundreds of years yeah it is weird that science all of a sudden got vilified i don't understand any of this like truly you can you can almost create anything you want to be real on social media and that is like both inspiring and terrifying um groups like flying spaghetti monster and um birds aren't real yeah um i i i feel like there is a a small sect of people who are trying to point out that hypocrisy hypocrisy like i'm planning on marketing this episode on facebook yeah exactly <laughs> And I'm planning to hop on Facebook to tell people about a show that we have coming up for Swan City Improv and Instagram. That's the thing is like we literally cannot let it go because it does help all of existence move forward. And I feel like that's where we start to step into some things that are really problematic. I think that you were leading towards like this big Facebook outage that happened. Um, but in order for us to even talk about that impact, we have to talk about how Facebook is the internet. Face for a lot of countries, Facebook is the internet. Yes. For a lot of small businesses, it's the only voice they have to connect with their with their customers. Yep. Um, if especially if you have like a gig based service mm -hmm. or you know we've got this really great organization here in Lakeland called Buena Market where they do these little pop ups mm -hmm. that help local artists. You know. Uh, but how do they advertise their pop ups? They have to advertise it in a way in a in a place where they can bi directionally communicate with a ton of people all at once. Facebook, which also owns Instagram. Yep. Boom. The two the two spots. No one tweets about events. No one does. And I say no one in a very like uh, hyperbole it, way. Yeah, it's less effective. Yeah, it happens on there for sure. Yeah. I don't hop on Twitter to find out what's going on. I'll, I'll, I'll hop on Facebook to find events or I'll Google. There's no other way to find out. Yeah. And if like if both of those w when Facebook was down, I actually wasn't leading to there. I think I got I think I got to hear because of that. Oh, yeah. And then like two days before was the whistleblower that mm -hmm. is now <laughs> Not as important as the fact that Facebook went down for so long or that a uh, certain amount of like information was available on the the black market online. Like you could buy people's Facebook information. Yeah, the conspiracy theories about the Facebook whistleblower and then the sudden outage, um, <laughs> they hold a lot of weight, man. They hold a ton of weight. It's easy to see. It's easy to see like an, an opportunity. Okay. We've got, we have a real PR issue. Somebody is now testifying in front of Congress. She was on 60 Minutes. She's making a big deal about some of our practices. 10,000 pages she copied. What if we show the world how critical we are and we block out our services for 24 hours? That'll teach them. The conspiracy series, they write themselves. Yes, they do. I, but I, I grew up being a conspiracy theory person. So I'm very grain of salt with these things. Sure. Like I'm a, I'm a, once it's proven, I'll believe it. And people are like, but what if you start taking action on it before you believe it? I'm like, then I'm just as crazy as you. I don't intend to do that. Mm -hmm. But with that outage, 
majority of the world had no way to communicate. Yeah. The mm-hmm. world, because Facebook owns WhatsApp. Yeah. Which there isn't a text message thing in other countries. It's WhatsApp. Right, yeah. So now you have no way of communicating to anyone. Mm-hmm. You could hop on email, but that's too slow. And there's no like fast, instant messaging through email. It, everything is gone. Now people are floundering because like, what do you, if you get your information through Facebook as well, all of the information that people now readily consume halted. Yeah. And like in those little glimmers of positivity that do shake out, mm-hmm. like I, I really think that when somebody puts together that inspirational message, I, you know, I think that it is as much for them as the people that they are posting it to. Like they are yeah. trying to, um, it, they're trying to uh, excite an emotion within themselves that my life is going to be okay. When yeah. they say, "Whoever needs to hear this, you're worth it," or or whatever, yeah. I, I think that that is somebody telling that to themselves. And now, this meditative ritual that they have is taken away from them. Yeah. So all of this sounds pretty negative. I got more negative if you want. Okay. It's a lot of negative. Well, it's just, it's it's a lot of things that I don't think people think about. Okay. And that's part of the reason why I want, I don't, I guess today was a rant day, but I wanted to talk about it is because people often use these things without thinking, well, what is, what is, like what, why, how, when, the questions behind this thing that exists. Why is it free? Making decisions without intentionality. Exactly. Just doing it because everyone else is doing it is not okay. Let's find out why we're doing this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, why am I on Facebook? Why am I on Instagram? I don't think I posted to Instagram for a while. I'll post to my story about shows I'm doing. I'm like trying to figure out how to get out of them because I don't like it as much anymore. And uh, maybe this isn't important. This could be cut. So I'm just saying that right now. But a lot of something other people don't think about is the sheer amount of videos and photos posted to the internet, posted to Facebook, specifically Instagram, yeah. means there's people who have to go through it to figure out if it's okay to be posted. Oh, sure. So there's some stuff that gets through, but there's the a lot of the stuff that doesn't, there's a human being sitting there watching thousands of hours of the Awful. world's worst yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. And the psychological impact on those people, crazy. I was working for a computer repair store. And uh, we were servicing uh, a customer's workstation. And we would always do something called, um, we had a little checkbox called verify file integrity, which just means um, open up a Word document, make sure that it is legible. Um, Open up a picture, make sure that it is viewable. Open up a music file, make sure that it plays. Um, And in this one folder that it just had a million images in it, I clicked on one. And it was an image that I had to report to law enforcement. Mm. It's the only time this has ever happened to me. It happened, uh, this was the year 2005 or six or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm haunted by that to this day. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't imagine like what the people's whose, whose, whose profession is content moderation. I can't imagine what those people's, what the, what the toll is on their, on their psyche. And the way it looks is you have to watch the whole thing before you make a decision on it. Mm. It doesn't seem like it's something where you can like, oh, well, I know that, like click through. It seems like they got to watch the whole thing to make sure mm. before they click on it. Because think about it, like if you are this or this company that wants people to flock to you, that wants attention, you let one get through, I mean, you get your attention. Sure. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You get what you want. Netflix is getting what they want right now. All these articles about the Chappelle stand-up special that is and is transphobic. Yeah, it doesn't. They don't care about that. Right. What they care about is now people want to watch it to find out if it is. Yeah. Uh huh. And then they have the the one employee who leaked insider information about Netflix. Right. Was the same employee that was leading the charge to boycott over this, so they fired her. People are taking it one way, but it was because she leaked information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're going to leave it ambiguous because that's going to help that doesn't matter to that them. hype. Now all these people will hop on Twitter and be like, boycott Netflix. You know who's not going to? Anyone. Literally, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. about anyone. The people who truly care about that issue are going to, but then the people who are antagonistic against them, they're going to double down on it. Yeah. And you just keep playing both sides of the fence, you win. It, it, so is it is it a Netflix's responsibility to... No. I, I don't think so. Is it a is it a is it a Facebook's responsibility to add some oversight to Facebook? Yes. Interesting. Uh, and I think the reason I Netflix is Netflix is different. You're paying for a service every month. Mm-hmm. You can cancel the service. Facebook is free. Like its intention is get as many people as possible. That's how we make money. But there is no oversight for Facebook. Yeah, uh, Netflix's videos are the product. Yeah. And social media, the users are the product. And Netflix still has a limited amount of regulation. Netflix has to release ratings. Oh, yeah. Netflix has to tell you Mm -hmm. what what you're about to see, Mm -hmm. give you a warning of it, and you still have to pay to see it. You have to take it. You are acting. Like actively right. getting there. Yeah. Facebook, just log in. Or my, my brother-in-law can pay for me to see yeah, it. My dad can pay. Yeah. Uh, Facebook, you just, you give you give us your email, you're in. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want. But there's no one, there's no regulation in the social media sphere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, which is Facebook, like all this stuff. TikTok. I mean, TikTok actually has regulations more than anyone else. I mean, I got a, yeah. a TikTok deleted for community guidelines. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Yes, you did. <laughs> but even even with TikTok, there's a lot that that gets through that happens. So it's like, I I really believe Facebook needs some sort of regulation. Can that come from within Facebook though, or does that need to be a third party? I think it's a third party. I think it's a uh, if it were to come from within Facebook, it would have happened already. Right. Yeah. I think I think the government needs to put their big boy britches on. Mm-hmm. And by the government, I mean just of of each nation, because I think. We've forgotten what the government's purpose is. It's not a business, it's a service. Well, this feels like the most um, technically involved, te- uh, most technologically involved um, administration that we've had, uh, I don't know, maybe ever. This one? Yeah. There's been a dozen executive orders that are like raising the, the bar for um, cybersecurity hygiene. Um, mm-hmm. And it begins with the government and different branches that are within the government, but it's going to extend to private businesses who support the government. Yeah. And I think it's going to become, you know, 10 years from now, I think that it's going to have affected everyone. Yeah. Um, they're going to, they're, they will be the rising tide that raises all boats. That's, and I think that needs to start applying to these social media things. Mm. Like there's got to be something something in place that helps to curb some of these issues because it's just all like it's it's mostly negative mm-hmm. there's a little bit of positive but it's it's mostly negative and like 
if you're in positivity, you've created an echo chamber, which is another negative thing. But that's neither here nor there. Is a positive echo chamber... It's not reality. So in my opinion, yes. Makes people satisfied when there isn't a reason to be. Yeah. And that that kind of stamps all over innovation mm-hmm. or... There's mm-hmm. no reason to try to push if you're ha- if you're positive all the time. Yeah, do you wanna you wanna w- welcome everybody to the episode? I think what we're gonna do for this one is one of those like classic intros. We're like, hey guys, in this episode, we're gonna talk about and then <laughs> boom, and then just dive straight into it. Because I'm look, I I hit a rant and I didn't stop. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean this is this is a whole episode at this point. And the the cybersecurity, in my opinion, advice for this is. Start scrubbing your information off of there. Like, start deleting personal stuff, information. Yeah, I've had a good time with my personal information being on Facebook. I've gotten two job offers, mm-hmm. and um, I got a job offer from a, a Facebook company, hmm. and I got a job offer from a bank. I also get a tremendous amount of spam calls. It is absurd, the number of spam calls I get. Yeah. Maybe I'm disagreeing with myself. Maybe it's time for me to start scrubbing my information. Yeah, like if people want to reach out to you, they can message you. And then also like limit, limit. <laughs> you Since Facebook's not going to regulate because they make money off you being on and Instagram, limit it. Yeah, so like maybe maybe the platform holders like um, Apple and Google are leading the way when they have your health and wellness. You've spent 15 minutes on this app today yeah. or... Yeah. Set a timer on the amount of time you can spend on Safari or whatever. Maybe that's maybe we have to look to other big companies to turn the screws on. That's a rant for a whole nother day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whole nother day. Um, yeah, because these big companies controlling all these different things is a bad idea. Okay, so in the last couple of minutes, tell me how we fix it and we don't live out the demolition man future where there's three companies that control everything. The same thing we did at the turn of the the 19th century or the 18th 19th, 20th century, I forget how centuries work. 1900. Yeah, the, so that's the turn of the 20th century, something uh, like that. <laughs> Trust busting. Okay, yeah, like, like Sherman Antitrust Act and stuff break, like that. Break apart these large organizations, Li- like forcibly break them apart. It's harder now because these organizations are richer than organizations have ever been before. Yeah, it's hard to fight money when money wants to keep making more money. But your only option is to do that. Disney should have never been able to buy Fox. Hmm. Google should have never been a part, create a parent company called Alphabet that then started to umbrella things out. Apple shouldn't be as and as many places as Apple is. Like Facebook should never have been allowed to buy another. Like these things should not have been allowed to happen, but they occur in the Wild West. The Internet. Yeah. So old people, the ones who are behind the duty of the service of protecting people that's all government is is a service like your job is to serve us Mm -hmm. have forgotten they're not doing their job they're making cushy money that's flowing in from these large organizations that control too much yeah it needs to be decentralized we need to have separate ways of happening so if we run into another facebook is down we as small business owners aren't crippled by it yeah that makes sense will it happen no probably not is it possible? Also, probably not. I think we've demolition manned our way into the future of three companies, and if Taco Bell isn't one of them, I'm going to be upset. 
Yeah, so like I want to say the DVD release changed it from Taco Bell to KFC or vice versa. It was a Taco Bell KFC. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's just one combined restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, is this uh, probably our saddest episode ever? But I, I'm not upset about it. I'd rather people start to think about the things that they do. I'd love to finish on a positive inspiration. Um, give us like, uh, give us something that is Instagram story worthy. I'll I'll play uh, I'll play some nice Zen music behind this. Sometimes in life, it's like you're riding a wave. And the thing about waves is that they crash. And when they do, you can find yourself at the bottom of the ocean. But the cool thing about the human body is that it naturally floats. So all you got to do is sit there as you float back up to the surface, grab your board, and wait for the next wave. So understand, you may be on top of the world riding a wave now. A couple of months from now, you're going to be lower than you've ever been. Just wait for yourself to float back up to the surface and be very patient for that next wave to carry you. I don't know who needs to hear this, but 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs>